Hey guys, welcome to the PI Podcast. Ian and Pratesh here. We've got episode four. We've got a lot of news. So if you are on a long car car ride, make sure you buckle up and turn the radio up a little bit more so you can hear it all. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you get comfortable because this is probably going to be a longer than normal episode. And if you're just heading to work, make sure you pause it at a good stop stopping point. You can return to it when you get off work to go home, and I'll let Pratesh take it away. Yeah, definitely grab a snack if you're watching on YouTube at home. Just grab a snack, grab your drink, get ready. We're going to be talking a lot of stuff that happened this week. And starting off, we got some big news that happened today. Tom Brady unretires from the NFL. And there's some tweets I saw that were saying, Oh, this is shocking. The NFL world is shocked. Like, this is the biggest news that happened this week. No, it's not the biggest news that happened this week. It may be at the top of our list because people want to hear about it. It literally just happened. But I don't think this is shocking news because there's been so many reports of Tom Brady. Oh, he's going to the 49ers. Oh, he's going to another team. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Tom Brady probably could run retire if he wanted. So I wasn't too surprised when this decision happened. We've talked a lot about NFL and in our podcast, and it just felt like this was wasn't anything big and shocking. But yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I was gonna say it wasn't shocking, and the big thing was last season he ended the 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 season out on top, like, and he always said he didn't want to end out on top with some left in the tank, and obviously he has something in the tank. He ended the season playing all 17 games, not missing any. He had 5,300 yards um, passing. He had 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a 67.5% completion percentage, and a 102.1 rating, which was up there with among the best in the season. And I had already said I thought he should have been the MVP last year. Aaron Rodgers got it, not snubbing him or anything, but... Tom Brady had the stats for it. <laughs> yeah, no, Tom Brady just 5,300 hearts for a 44-year-old man. That's so yeah. unheard of. And when he plays this year, he's going to be 45 and the oldest starting quarterback in NFL history. That's another stat he's going to break. And yeah. it's just it's it's going to mess up that NFC South a little bit um, because we thought that the Falcons were going to win that or most likely going to win that division because there was no quarterbacks in that division. Um, and speaking of the NFC South, um, another big news that happened, very big news uh, for my team, at least. Um, Calvin Ridley just got suspended for gambling. And Calvin Ridley, he got he took a mental health break half the, at the half point of last season. And now... He wants to gamble and lose it all, and now he's suspended for a year. But Tom, but being suspended for a year is crazy in itself because Ray Rice beat up a woman, and he only got six games suspension. So where does that where how does that happen? How do you let someone beat up a woman and come back six games, and then oh oh he gambled he gambled on the NFL. Um, let's spend a whole, whole year. <laughs> so Calvin Ridley, mother fluff and gambling, I it just ruins this whole season because he's going to be a wide receiver. He was supposed to be the Falcons wide receiver one. 
Calvin Ridley was supposed to help this team out and get them to the playoffs. And now we have to re-sign Cordero Patterson. We have to re-sign Foyaseluokun. We have to... Matt Ryan's main weapons are Russell Gage, Alameda Zacchaeus again. And if we can't find a wide receiver, then Calvin Ridley just screwed this mother muffin up. All right. You know what? I'm done. All right. Ian, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I agree. I, I obviously do not think players should be allowed to gamble on the NFL. I don't think that's right. And the one-year suspension for something like that, not the end of the world, because I do think that it should be like one of the higher penalties. But, like you said, if you're going to give someone a year for placing a $1,500 parlay, you need to give the guy that beat his wife or beats his kids or domestic violence, whatever it is, they should be getting three years suspension at least or banned from the league completely. It's just, it's the, the, I don't even know what to describe it as, but that whole uh, consequences need to be reworked for everything that happens in the NFL. Yeah, that higher ups need to look at this. I mean, there's so many people, not just Roger Goodell, even though Roger Goodell should have said something at least. Um, it's so weird. It's like, I mean, the NFL's for money. I think everyone knows this at this yeah. point. The NFL's for money, so they don't really care. But in other news, and got a big trade in Bears trading Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers. So, we had said this already. One, the division is super tough to compete in. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, um, which we'll talk about in a second, and the Raiders are always kind of in the mix. But, obviously, the Chiefs are who the Chiefs are. The Chargers, we had said, I mean, they were they were in, on the cusp of making the playoffs. They literally needed to tie or win that game. To make the playoffs against the Raiders and we said on a, a previous episode that the Chargers need to focus on their defense their offense perfectly fine Justin Herbert's going to keep growing they still got Keenan Allen Austin Eckler I mean uh they just re-signed Mike w Williams so they've got a lot of pieces on that offense it was the defense that really fumbled the bag last year but now they just picked up one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, paired up with one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, and Joey Bosa. That 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 combination, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, is going to be crazy. That NFC West is stacked. That NFC West, uh, AFC West, my bad, is going to be probably the best division of football right now. And we still got even just as big news in Aaron Rodgers, and Packers fans should be happy about this. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers agreed to a deal to keep him in Green Bay. It was uh, reported that it was a four-year deal, but Aaron Rodgers tweeted and said that he um, that none of this was true, and uh, the official details haven't even haven't been released yet. So we still don't know how long that deal was for. But I expect it to be within the range of a year, probably a year. So you'll have Aaron Rodgers back for one more season. And he won the MVP this year. Doesn't mean they're going to the playoffs, but I don't expect them to. Uh, I don't expect them to win in the playoffs again and make the Super Bowl. It's one more chance for Aaron Rodgers, so he can say one last goodbye. Maybe who knows? Yeah, that um, the big the big thing with the Green Bay Packers, 
and I'm going to skip a couple bullet points this time. With uh, They also franchise tag Devontae Adams. So now they have the duo back for the one last dance, maybe. Who knows? Um, maybe they get far in the playoffs. Maybe they make the Super Bowl this year somehow. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to keep doing this. Because I think that might be part of the reason they haven't made the Super Bowl in a while. And the NFC has a couple teams that are like, these guys are going to be in contention. It's always Green Bay, Rams, 49ers. It's the Buccaneers again. These guys are always like the the main guys. And then you have a couple dark horse teams that, you know, do their thing. But the Rams probably going to keep everybody that they have. The Buccaneers, I assume, are going to keep most of their team. So the Green Bay backers being able to keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is huge for them to be able to compete. Yeah, and go that that is going to be huge for them. Like you said, that the that NFC with Tom Brady being back, it's going to mess up that that one last dance sort of because he's going to have to go through Tom Brady. Obviously, I I fully expect to see that in a playoff game. And in other quarterback news, probably I think the biggest news of all this week, that and Count Ridley, um, the Seahawks officially traded Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. And Denver also sent D-tackle Shelby Harris and tight end Noah Fant. And Noah Fant is a good tight end, and D-tackle Shelby Harris still get it done. Yeah, that, um... Is it worth you know, all that? We, well, here's the thing. We talked about it last week about Washington offering them the two picks, and we were like, why would you turn that down? Now, why do you turn down two first-round picks? Well, the reason is because they got a steal of a deal from the Denver Broncos. They're set. Okay, so they are going through a rebuild. This is going to be the shortest rebuild in history because you just got a good piece for your defensive line. You just got a good tight end. You just got two more first-round picks on top of the two you already have. I have another second-round pick, two second-round picks. Sorry, and you got a nice fifth-round pick that can be used to, you know, for um for whatever you want, really. But Russell Wilson's not worth that much. I'm going to go on a hot take real quick because. One, I do think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback, and I I understand the Broncos wanting him for that division because they need a good quarterback in that division. However, I think he's still the third or maybe even fourth best quarterback in that le- that division still. I'll give people Derek Carr is probably not as good as him, but Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's definitely underrated, and I think Russell Wilson's a little overrated. And I'm just going to name off his stats, and I guarantee if I went to someone like Derek Carr, their stats are very similar. But anyway, Russell Wilson has never thrown for over 35 touchdowns but one time in his career, and he hit 40 once. And that was one, that was in 2020, so maybe that's why everybody's thinking he's going to be like the next Patrick Mahomes in that division. He's never thrown for over 4,200 yards, and he's always had good wide receivers. And I understand the offensive line hasn't been the best, 
but he's always had DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and before DK Metcalf, he had Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, and he's had Tyler Lockett in between the span of Doug Baldwin and DK Metcalf. So he's always had a wide receiver. It's not like he's some guy that's playing for the Jets or something and only throwing 31 touchdowns for the Jets with no wide receiver help. He has good pieces. So I don't know. What do you think of the trade? I think it's a good trade for Denver. I think they were willing to give up whatever they had to to get their quarterback because that's really what the Denver Denver needed. They needed a key piece which was their quarterback. They, that's all they needed. I think they can go on a run these next couple of years just because they found a quarterback. But also, um, uh, also in Seattle, he also had a Golden Tate as well. So he's had, like you said, he's always had receivers around him. And now he's going to a team that has receivers with Jerry Judy and just so mutters Tim Patrick and uh, Cortland Sutton. They're all decent receivers. And uh, Seattle... Uh, on the other hand, they're uh, releasing all-pro Bobby Wagner as well, and they are listening to offers for Tyler Lockett. So, like you said, they're going full rebuild mode. So, this it's kind of interesting because I'm on. It might be the shortest rebuild because they got Shelby Harris and Noah Fant, a good tight end. So they got some pieces back. They still have Jamal Adams. So we'll see. And also with Von Miller potentially coming back to Denver. That just boosts their chances even more. Yeah, I would actually. I forgot about Von Miller. The um, the likelihood of him going back to Denver is huge. Like, I think that's the number one destination right now, whether they have money or not, because he's going to want to go back home. And especially now that they have a quarterback, the only reason Denver <laughs> let him go to the Rams was because. They wanted to give him a ring, I think. I think they respected Von Miller as a player, that they traded him to the Rams for basically eating his entire cap space and getting, like, a very small pick for him. They gave him to the Rams. Like, it wasn't like a... I think they did that specifically for him to try to get a ring because they knew they couldn't do that in Denver. I think they have that much respect for Von Miller. They did that for him. Yeah, uh, that's I, you're you're totally right. I totally agree with you. And um, Russell Wilson is just going to help that thing. Another interesting thing is that Peyton Manning, his first Super Bowl with the Broncos, he lost to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, given that they had a Legion of Boom then. But yeah, it's kind of crazy just to see that come full circle and now Russell Wilson just got traded to Denver. And he's going to go uh, on that, maybe go on that run that Peyton Manning did. Yeah, I heard it's the first time a, a, a quarterback has beaten a team and then went to the team he beat afterwards that's, that's, in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. I That's crazy. And I'm happy for Russell Wilson. I don't know if he was worth that much because Denver gave up a lot. They gave up You one... made a good point, though, that Denver really did just need the quarterback. So it's not like Washington, who's not really – they could be in a place to contend – but I don't think they're close enough to where they'd be willing to give up that much for one piece because they still need pieces all around. Yeah, and talking about Washington, uh, the Colts just traded Carson Wentz to them for two third-round picks. And Carson Wentz is a guy that had a decent season in Indianapolis but kind of you kind of got the icing on the cake or 
cutting the cake at the end of the season when they lost against the Jaguars. We're going to keep bringing that up because the Colts all only had to beat the Jaguars and they made the playoffs. I even think they make it to the divisional round if they win that game against the Jaguars and make it. But Carson Wentz played, I don't know, he played, he didn't play good. So that was a big reason behind this. Yeah, I don't, so Carson Wentz has, obviously we've seen him in his, should have won MVP in the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He went down, Nick Foles took over, won the Super Bowl. We all know that story. But Carson Wentz has good potential, but it kind of gets lowered by the fact that he makes a lot of dumb mistakes. He's He will throw the ball while getting sacked and get a pick six. Like He's not afraid. He really tries to force the ball a little too much sometimes, and when he shouldn't, you know, that a lot of players are a little too cautious. He's like the complete opposite. He's like, I'm going to make a play right here. He could have three D linemen on him throwing against three safeties, and he doesn't care. He He's making the throw, and sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't. So I think that's his biggest knock. Given, though, this year he's been a lot more protective with the football other yeah. than that pass and some other passes this year. But he's been pretty pretty um well with the football at least this year i mean he still makes questionable decisions and that that still sticks in my mind the spinning around and just throwing it but he yeah also he also in that game he did come back and scored a tying touchdown to make that game to bring that game to overtime yeah like i said i think he's a good quarterback i just i honestly think this is a win for both teams the colts are in a place where they really do just need a quarterback Last year, it didn't work with Carson Wentz. So instead of sticking with him and eating the cap, they're trading him away. They don't get a ton for it, but they have the cap space back now. So really, it was a win-win. The Washington football team are now the commanders. They they get to see what their team's capable of with a slightly better quarterback than what they've been having. And, I mean, Carson Wentz still has a lot of wep- weapons on that team. So, I mean... Carson Wentz can throw a deep ball, and Scary Terry can run fast, so it should be an interesting duo. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of reports near the end of the season that uh, Taylor Heineke was fighting for the spot for like to be their franchise quarterback, and I never thought of him. We talked about this in a previous podcast, that we never thought that he'd be the guy. And this just brings a whole lot of competition for Taylor Heineke and to prove himself. Because if he can outplay Carson Wentz, who knows? But He'll be a starter. He'll, he'll be, be a starter. starter for sure. And Washington, he just they, they went big with this. They got a defense that's coming yeah. together. And they got an offense now. Carson Wentz, if he plays well, then he's going to be good. Yeah, and, this is big for Carson because he'll get another chance to prove himself. And I think the Eagles... I think the drafting Jalen Hurts kind of ruined the relationship there. He got a chance in, in Indianapolis with a good team, but they were very run-heavy with Jonathan Taylor being their leading back. So maybe he just needs to let the reins loose a little bit, throw it a little bit more, and who knows what will happen. Because in the Jaguar game, they did. They kept running the ball with Jonathan Taylor, even though they kept stopping him, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, because when you have someone like a Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, you have to keep feeding them, even if they're not having the greatest game, because that's when they make plays, when they touch the ball 15, 16, 18, 20 times. 
whether they're getting two yards of carry or not. So I think maybe they design a little bit of an offense where uh, Terry does a little bit more with the ball. Who knows? Yeah. And Ian, you said it well. You said it well. And now we're moving on to um, another trade that happened. And there are so many trades this week. It was just a crazy week in the NFL. And uh, we we mentioned last podcast that Amari Cooper was going to be released or traded. And now he was officially been traded to the Cleveland Browns um, for a fifth and sixth round pick. And the Browns also got a sixth round and Amari Cooper. Uh, yes. So as a Jaguar fan, I'm a little upset because the fact that they got him for a sixth round pick. Yeah, even the Falcons could have got him for that much too, honestly. We had the cap space. Amari Cooper and a sixth round for a Browns fifth and a sixth round. So basically they swapped sixth and gave up a fifth for Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper is a true wide receiver one. Now, I had Amari Cooper on my fantasy team last year. He did well in some games, didn't do well in others. But he was sharing targets with Michael Gallup, uh, Dalton Schultz, um, CeeDee Lamb. So, and he's got Zeke and Tony Pollard in the background. So, like, his numbers weren't as great as they could be, but he's still a wide receiver one in any team in the NFL. For a fifth-round pick, I would have gave up a third for Amari Cooper. If I'm the Jaguars and I, like, really want him, I would have gave up a third or a second easily. Yeah, no, Amari Cooper is still only 27, and he still has a lot yeah. left in him, and he's a true wide receiver one. Um, Amari Cooper is just a really good receiver, and it's weird that they decided to pay that decided to keep some of their other receivers and not keep Amari Cooper because you could have easily let one of your other receivers go and then pay Amari Cooper as well. You could have still had that duo. Um, but to give him up for a fifth round, I don't know if you're getting anything out of it. I think the Cowboys were like, oh, we don't want him anymore. He kind of got injured a little bit and he's aging, but he's only 27. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I think it's a good trade for both teams. And the Browns are going to have a true wide receiver one. I have him on my fantasy team. I just traded back for him because I traded Mark Cooper away last season. Um, but I got him Ooh. back. So now I think he's going to have a little more fa- fantasy value. Even though his fantasy value went down, I don't think that's the case. Because he's going to have Baker. And if Jarvis does get traded and they, the Browns have, seek, have allowed him to seek a trade... Um, then Mark Cooper is going to be that main guy Baker goes to, and he's going to have all the yards and all the touchdowns. And I'm predicting a 1,500-yard receiving season and at least 12 touchdowns. Big, big news real quick. Um, the Cowboys are giving wide receiver Michael Gallup a five-year deal worth $62.5 million. So that's about $12 million a year, which goes to show that's why they released Amari Cooper. Now they have that uh, cap space. For sure, to this deal with Mike or Michael Gallup. Yeah, I don't get why you pay Michael Gallup, but you don't pay Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper's the better wide receiver there. But I guess I don't know if I. Well, there's an eight million dollar a year difference. Amari Cooper was set to make twenty million this year. Michael Gallup will only make twelve this year. I'm thinking that's probably why. But like you said, Amari Cooper is the better wide receiver. Yeah, um, and Michael Gallup, it's a decent receiver as well. No no shame yeah. to him at all. Um, he's been stepping up it, even stepping up in that wide receiver two role when uh, 
Michael Brewer had a hamstring injury a little bit. And I yeah. yeah, I guess the Browns got a really good really good receiver in Amari Cooper and I'm excited to see what he does. I think I think they'll do their best to keep Landry as well. I don't see Landry walking. Could happen, but I, I don't. I don't see it. I I think they pair up really with each other. That'd be really good to see and imagine. <laughs> it's just not likely to happen. But imagine Odell is the free agent and they just try to sign him too. Somehow warm back. <laughs> yeah, and but <laughs> and I also don't see them giving Baker Mayfield one more shot and taking away his biggest target. I don't see them doing that. I, they have to keep Landry. It'd be weird. It'd be weird if they didn't. But unless Jarvis Landry something in that organization or the coaches something happened, but yeah, true. Yeah, and um, now we're moving on to all the franchise tags because a lot of people franchise tagged their players this week, and we're starting off with Bengals, and they franchise tagged Jesse Bates, which who has been a really good safety. He got a pick in that Super Bowl on Matthew Stafford in the corner end zone. It was a really good pick, and I think this just basically just helps them um build for long term on their defense yeah that that was a huge pickup i mean you got to keep jesse bates he's arguably top two player on your team i'll give you Hendricks on the defensive side of the ball i mean on the top two on the defensive side of the ball not on the team but um i'll give you Hendricks at number one if you wanted that you know they signed him to the big deal last year but jesse bates 100 percent. you got to keep him yeah, Jesse Bates is a really good safety, and this is no shock at all. Um, on on the AFC side, again, um, we have the Chiefs also. They franchise-tagged Orlando Brown, their starting tackle. And protecting Mahomes was one of the big things this year, and they did it. But unfortunately, they didn't win the AFC championship against a quarterback who didn't have an offensive line, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but um, this is just boosting that O-line a little bit. Yeah, going back to the Browns, we've got... They're franchise tagging David Njoku. Um, another no shock. Granted, they do have a de- they have a really strong tight end room that I think they're going to try to keep together. Austin Hooper's no like he's a number one tight end on any other team. Uh, David Njoku number one tight end on any other team. So this is good for Baker Mayfield in the run game. Um, Nick Chubb's still going to have two very good blocking tight ends to block for him and. Browns basically keeping their team together other than OBJ last year. Yeah. Um, David Njoku is a really good tight end, I, I believe. Um, and another big one is uh, the Buccaneers, just because of the news we heard now, they franchise tag Chris Godwin. And um, it's kind of like they knew Tom Brady was going to come back. Um, yeah. They probably knew a few weeks ahead. Who knows? But um, they franchise tag Chris Godwin, so um, we'll still see Mike Evan and Chris Godwin next year with Tom Brady. Yep. And the only thing that's real, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have 24 free agents this year on their like starting side of the ball, basically. Um, so who knows about like Leonard Fournette, um, some of their offensive linemen, you got the center Jensen that's due to be a free agent. Um, so we'll see what happens on the offensive side of the ball in that regard, but he's still going to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, both number one wide receivers in the league. Um, so he's still got his weapons. Yeah. Um, staying on it, uh, going back to the AFC now, um, Ian's team, the Jaguars, they just franchise tag Cab Robinson. Yeah. So this is, um, interesting. I seen it coming. 
I'm a little worried now. So I agree that Cam Robinson or <laughs> DJ Chark were the two that you use it on. <clears throat> but now that I've seen all the wide receivers are pretty much gone from free agency, I'm a little worried that they didn't use the their their franchise tag on DJ Chark. But you got to protect Trevor, so I agree with Cam Robinson. Um, but now you're looking at like Allen Robinson, um, OBJ possibly, OBJ possibly. But I they didn't go after him last year when he hit the waiver wire, so I don't see him. I don't see them pursuing him this year, especially after he's injured. But this brings up where who's going number one now because we've had Evan Neal. So, uh, selected at number one. Hutchinson's going to be number one, maybe. There's a lot of guys that could go number one. I think when you franchise tag Cam Robinson, unless you tagged him to trade him, I think Hutchinson might be the number one overall pick now. Uh, I agree with you. I think the Jaguars did it to um, make sure they had linemen so that way they didn't have to go out and draft a lineman. And they potentially could Hutchinson, they could draft Aiden Hutchinson. He's a really good pass rusher um, on that on that team, and he's going to be a really good pass rusher in the future. And uh, going back to the Packers, um, they they're expected to release Zadarius Smith, and that saves them fifteen million dollars in cap space. And Zadarius Smith is a big piece of that defense. He's a really good pass rusher. Yeah i I don't see I don't see how they could keep him. Especially since they just signed Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I don't see them being able to afford him. But who knows? You know, the cap rules are like really weird. All they have to do is convert it to a signing bonus. So who knows? One thing about like this is they're, they're, the Packers are fully committing on Aaron Rodgers to lead them to a Super Bowl and just getting rid of these defensive pieces. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get you to the Super Bowl again, that's that's the Packers organization. That's their that's their coaches and the front office. That's all their faults because they want they've wanted Aaron Rodgers to lead him to the Super Bowl four straight years. He's gone to the playoffs and he hasn't done that. So they're giving him one more chance. And if he doesn't make the Super Bowl, I mean, you let some of your pass rushers go. You let Clay Matthews go. He was getting older. I understand that part. Severus Smith though, um, I know it saves a lot of cap space, but. To gamble your future on Aaron Rodgers if he's not going to get you a Super Bowl, I don't know if I would have done that. Yeah, that's not the only gamble that was lost this past week. <laughs> All right. We also got the Patriots. Yeah, you heard that, Calvin. Really? Releasing... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patriots released linebacker Kyle Van Noy. And JC Jackson is expected to test free agency. So Bill Belichick... Who knows what his plan is? We know Bill Belichick is a great coach. He's got, he he has a plan. He's not releasing these players without a plan. But uh, they were two of their better pieces on defense, and their defense was really good. And when you have a rookie quarterback that doesn't have to be the guy because you have a strong defense and some weapons on offense, I'm curious to see what they're doing. I I, I think we'll find out next week when free agency hits, but. It just cleared a lot of cap space, especially if they don't keep J.C. Jackson. Yeah, 
um, we're going to get a lot of news and free agency, guys. So if you guys haven't checked out our TikTok, it's PI Podcast on TikTok. So go check that out. We post breaking news on everything, even before we get to the podcast. And there's going to be a lot of news that we cover on the podcast more in depth on here. But if you guys would like to see it first and front, the day of, like the hour of even, the minute of even sometimes, um, go check out our TikTok. We post a bunch on there. You guys don't want to miss it. And Yeah, I uh, we do a very good job of uh, uploading on TikTok. Like Within an hour of something happening, we, we pretty much upload it. Yeah, so you guys won't miss any iPhone news. Just uh, hit the link tree in the description below and you just hit that TikTok button. Um, in other news, though, uh, staying in AFC, Chiefs are expected to release Ward, and also the Chargers and 49ers are very interested. Charvarius Ward, I should say. And um, he's... That's kind of iffy thing. Um, I agree with the Chiefs um, releasing him. I mean, you could always get find someone else easily. It's just gonna, It's just one of those things you have to for the cap space and everything. Yeah, the and the Chiefs have already showed us that they're all in on their offense. They don't they're not sticking with a defensive player as much as they will with the pieces they have on offense. They their offense is what won them a Super Bowl, so they're they're sticking with it and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll see next year, I guess. Um Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they're gonna have to carry the load. Um but we'll see because we still don't know about Tyron Matthew. Yeah, we're still kind of in question about Tyron Matthew. And same defensive side of things, um, the Cowboys, um, Demarcus Lawrence, one of their their biggest, I'd say the biggest pass rusher um, that they've had for a while. Demarcus Lawrence, he refused to take a pay cut, um, so he's probably going to get released or traded. And I, he's probably going to get released because we're so close to free agency and he hasn't been traded or anything ha- hasn't happened yet. So um, I think this is their big this is a big piece of their pass rush. And I think they were trying to keep him, but with their cap space, hey, they have to get rid of him. He's aging. He's getting older, just like a lot of other players, just like Broncos did Von Miller. They wanted to get him to Super Bowl, like Ian said. And he refused to take a pay cut, so you can't really do much with that. Yeah, and we're uh, sticking on the defensive side of the ball. Miami is expected to be a free agent. Uh, what's his name? Emmanuel Ogba. Um, little curious to see how that turns out because I, at this point, I don't think the Dolphins should be losing pieces. Um, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do for the team. Agba will be a highly sought-out free agent if he does become a free agent. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, Manuel Agba, I've seen uh, the Dolphins, I've seen them play a couple times this year. Um, and Emmanuel Agba, he's, he was, he's pretty, he was pretty, it's like a beast back there <laughs> in that pass rushing spot. And uh, he does some good things, but at the end of the day, if you're not doing enough, you're not going to, be on your team, but he's going to have interest somewhere. Someone's going to sign him easily. Yeah, this past year, he only had nine sacks, which isn't a... There's better defensive ends that had less sacks, but um, I think that's enough to get him on a team literally anywhere. Yeah, there's, gonna, there's a lot of teams that need pressure, pressure 
people like the Falcons and uh, just a bunch of other teams that they really need some pass rush help. And uh, talking about the NFC South, um, Saints and Panthers are interested in training for Deshaun Watson, so that kind of changes that whole NFC South again. With Tom Brady coming back, Buccaneers have a quarterback, and if the Saints or Panthers get Deshaun Watson, then that whole quarterback room's changed because we're right back to where we started because the Saints had Drew Brees. And the Buccaneers had Tom Brady, the Panthers had nothing, and we're back at that point again if the Saints get him. But if the Panthers get him, the Saints are kind of at that point too. Yeah, and the Saints this past week has been restructuring a lot of deals with their players to open up their cap space because they were over the cap the most in the NFL, and now they're almost under the cap with all the stuff they've done this past week, restructuring deals with like Cameron Jordan and stuff like that. So um, we'll see. If I was Deshaun Watson, I personally would go with the Panthers because their cap situation is a little better. So maybe they can get a weapon or two. But the Saints obviously are a very good team. They have all the, they're a team ready to compete with a quarterback. Yeah, Sean Payton leaving is a big thing for that Saints team too. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, but if Deshaun Watson decides Saints or Panthers, I mean then he's it's his decision and um honestly i i expected the steelers to be looking for deshaun watson but i've heard some reports or i've seen some reports where the steelers aren't even interested in deshaun watson which is kind of weird because they really do need a quarterback this year yeah that's kind of worrisome if you're a steelers fan because the owner came out <laughs> and said that um they believe in mason rudolph i'd hate to hear that as a steelers fan <laughs> I mean, lack of judgment, one. When you decide to try to fist punch Miles Garrett, the the judgment you have is just like you're you're on cloud nine, dude. That's like me going up to Connor McGregor, right? <laughs> and just trying to sucker punch him while he's holding a helmet. Like I just <laughs> lack of judgment. Lack yeah, of judgment. I, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Steelers um, need a quarterback. <laughs> Steelers need a quarterback, and they obviously don't want Deshaun Watson. So who knows? Hey, Steelers probably won't make the playoffs this year. First time Mike Tomlin. We talked about that. The Packers talking about them again. They're discussing a long-term contract with their star corner Jerry Alexander, which is a good thing. Because Aaron Rodgers needs the defense again. And if the defense can play the same way they played last year, they were top 10 defense last year, which is the first time that's happened. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers had never... I think Aaron Rodgers in a while. It hasn't happened in a while. So I think that's going to be a good thing for the Packers. Um, honestly, this this just one last goodbye. It's feeling like... And Packers fans should be really happy. Yeah, the only way I will agree with the Packers releasing Zadarius Smith if they decide to is if they work out a new deal with Jair Alexander. That's the only way I'll agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> i i i think I think I just don't I just don't know about the Packers. We'll probably discuss this more um, in another podcast. But um, as we get closer to season, we'll find out some more things. And yeah. um, also the Browns, they're. Um, not exercising Andy Janowitz's contract. It's a small news. Um, he's a he's a fullback. Uh, fullbacks aren't really used as often as they once were, and this is yeah. kind of kind of being a fullbackless league. Kind of. There's some teams who use them, some teams who don't. So, 
It's just one of those things. And then OBJ is expected to re-sign with the Rams. Um, I think if the Rams can somehow work that out, uh, I'm they're my Super Bowl favorite again on the NFC. Yeah, Tom Brady coming back. Yeah, OBJ. Um, he might not return to like mid October, but that's I think they're okay with that. And I, I think, mean that's around the time he came to the Rams anyway. Yeah. So it it really doesn't it works out for them because they still got Cooper Cup, the MVP. And they still got some and other Cooper Woods here. coming back. Yep, exactly. So that just that just helps. They can wait for OBJ if they want to resign him. They could um, wait till the playoffs. Yeah, even yeah, oh that too. Yeah, if they want to rest him even more. Oh, that'd be scary then if he comes back a little bit. Um yeah, in other news, Panthers, um, if they were to trade CMC they went out and said they they want a first round pick and another piece. Um, that's kind of big because I know CMC has been injured the past couple of years, so he's kind of not. Um, a lot of people have not ranked him as high as he can play just because of the injuries. And I I I'm okay with spending a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think he's worth that when fully healthy, and I think he's going to be healthy this year. And you some... know what's kind of crazy? What? Is a lot of people frown on drafting a running back in the first round. A lot of people do. I'm not that guy. Like, Najee Harris was a great first-round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we don't know. the Travis Etienne, we don't know if he's going to be a, a great first-round pick. But <clears throat> they're willing. they would be willing to trade... A first round pick for CMC, which is essentially using a first round pick on a running back, and a lot of people like think that's terrible. What what are you? What's your opinion on a first round running back? If you got a once in a generation running back, you kind of have to draft him in the first round. I don't I I, I don't know why that's so frowned upon because you got guys like Derrick Henry, who's 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 a talent. You got guys like Nick Chubb. You got Ezekiel uh, Elliott, even he's playing really good. And if a lot of teams would pay a first round pick to have just a star running back on their team, and that could just that could just turn into like a run first heavy team, like the Titans. Like they just run with yeah. Derrick Henry, and they've made it to the playoffs like the last three years. I mean that scenario works. I don't get why people frown upon first round picks on running backs. Because running back is a really important thing to have. Because if you can't run the ball, you're going to be pass happy, which this league has become pass happy. But if you don't have a good all line, if you don't have a good defense, um, kind of like the Falcons situation, if you can't run, you can't really pass the ball too well. And then if you don't have a defense, they're going to keep getting scored on. You're going to be down 20 points a game every game. Yeah, I'm going to start from 2006, okay? Reggie Bush, first round pick. Marshawn Lynch, first round pick. Adrian Peterson, first-round pick. CJ2K, first-round pick. Um, I'm going to skip some of these because they weren't that great. <laughs> Darren McFadden, not a bad running back for the first round. Um, let's see. Noshan Marino, not a bad running back in the first round. Uh, Mark Ingram, maybe not like a super talented running back, but the longevity that he's had in the league um let's see then we've got melvin gordon todd Gurley. now todd Gurley kind of fell off 
But his entire rookie contract, he was a good running back in the league. He was top he got, running back too. He was like yeah, the best exactly. running back in the top league. Top five every every year. Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Travis Etienne, we don't know about, and Najee Harris. Yeah, especially looking at last year, Najee Harris. That's such a good pickup. They got a power running back, and he's... I think he only fumbled once this year, but before that, he's actually, I don't, I think I see, what was he, never fumbled before, or fumbled only once in his career? Alright, we have breaking news. I, I keep refreshing Twitter, and one of the free agents, <laughs> after bringing back Tom Brady, Buccaneers now bringing back his center, Ryan Jensen. Oh, man. Ah, uh, this just Oh man. Okay. You know what? Our whole team's probably coming back. <sighs> yeah, I bet. That's and... a huge piece. Well, at least piece. it gives a chance for Matt Ryan to beat Tom Brady. Well, we'll see if it'll happen. It will happen. Mark my <laughs> words. Mark my words. All right. So basically, yeah, first round pick to me, if you can get an instant contributor, I'm using a first round pick. I don't now. I will say number one overall for a running back. That's pushing it. I think number four overall for Leonard Fournette a couple years ago, kind of pushing it. But instant contributors give a first round pick. It doesn't matter if someone's going to contribute instantly. Use a pick on them. Exactly. If you have that type of running back, all those running backs you mentioned that were taking a first round, they're amazing or were good in those first good, three years. Yeah. And that's worth it for a team if they can get that running game going. And uh, Ryan Jensen's contract details just came out. Oh, man. Three-year, $39 million. Okay, well, they'll have their O-line for a while, um, even if Tom Brady does retire again at the end of the season. Will we see Tom Brady for three more years? Is that what that's saying? <laughs> mm, I highly doubt it. I don't think so. I highly, I highly, highly. Oh, I think when he when he hits, I think he's going to retire again after this year. I don't, I think his body, when he hits fit 46, 47, he's going to, you could probably yeah. see a decrease in arm strength and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, we talked about the Colts trading Carson Wentz. Um, and one of their old tight, older tight ends, he, um, is a solid tight end. Was a solid tight end for the Colts for um for a while. Uh, Jack Doyle retired from the NFL re- this week, and uh, he was just a solid receiver for the yeah. Colts. Solid tight end. Um, he caught everything. The Colts fan, you know a lot about him. Um, let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know what you guys think of all the trades that happened in the comment section below. Um, yep, and then we have um. The Lions, they have signed Josh Reynolds to a two-year deal worth up to $12 million. <laughs> and Josh Reynolds, um, he was that guy who won the Lions their first game against the Vikings in that end zone. Um, I think I think Jared Goff kind of got comfortable with his receivers, even though they were like no-name receivers. Um, I don't think anyone's heard of Josh Reynolds really too much uh, before this year. And, uh, hey, they're giving him a deal, see, prove it deal, two-year deal to prove if he can be one wide receiver or two or three. 
or even one for them. Yeah, his, um, so I'm reading an article here. Uh, his salary for 2022 will only be $1.2 million. It's fully guaranteed. There's a $1.5 million signing bonus. Gets spread across two years. Um, <clears throat> a workout bonus for $50,000. So his total cap figure for 2022 is only $2 million. Yeah. Um yeah, they're basically it's a prove it deal. It's very well seems that way with that amount of money. Um, and and talking about free agency as well, um, the Cardinals are probably going to release AJ Green. And um, some potential destinations. There's a lot of lot of teams that need a receiver. Jaguars need a receiver. Um, but some of the big names that are. Could be good destination for him. Are the Falcons, Patriots, and Panthers? They all need wide receivers. Patriots haven't had a good receiver in a while, like a true, true number one that can go moss people and stuff like that. Um, AJ Green is kind of at the back half of his career, so he won't be prime AJ Green, but he can be a nice fit for a team that's looking if they don't have anything. Yeah, I personally would like him. I would actually like Christian Kirk a little bit better, but AJ Green's a good wide receiver. I mean, he'll instantly contribute to any team he's on. Yeah. I don't know how much he's wanting, but he'll contribute anywhere. Yeah, I think he'll probably sign a one-year deal with a team, or even two years. Um, and another receiver that um, are, is going to hit free agency is Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson, um, I, we talked about this on, on our podcast, um, that Matt Nagy, uh, he he was kind of uh, limiting his snaps. So he really didn't get the yards that people thought that he was going to get. And I, I think Allen Robinson is still good. He may even make a reunion with the Jaguars this year. I would like to see that. I think that's a good fit for him. Yeah, I would love to see him come back to Jacksonville. Um, we need a number one wide receiver badly here. And I... I w- in a perfect world, we grab either Christian Kirk or Allen Robinson, re-sign DJ Chark, and obviously keep Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, and um, Jamal Agnew. Hmm. And then the Saints. We'll go back to the Saints a little bit. Now, this is pending the Deshaun Watson situation, um, but they have a high interest in Tyran Matthew. Um, I think they need to figure out what's going on with Deshaun Watson if he wants to come to the Saints before they can agree to any kind of payment to Tyron Matthew. Yeah, that cat space is crazy. And uh, they've been, I know they've been restructuring, um, restructuring the contracts of their players, but if if Tyron Matthew, um, which I think he's going to um, have high payment, they're going to pay him. They're going to have to pay him a lot to get him. And I don't think yeah. they can do that. Um, and uh, talking about Buccaneers as well, they're they're gonna let uh, Carlton Davis, one of their uh, corners that were play was playing well for them. They're gonna let him hit free agency. So another big hit to their de- another a small hit to their defense, I'd say. Yeah, their defense. Um, we'll see how similar it looks to last year. Their offense. They're gonna have to lose weapons places with Tom Brady coming back and having to re-sign some of the players. They have 24 free agents. They have to try to figure out how to pay them. 
Yeah, and just resigning these players are going to be big for these teams. This is how free agency works. Um, if you can't sign them, you're going to have to let these people go. And if you don't have the cast space, you can't resign them. But the Jets are resigning uh, offensive lineman Connor McDermott on a one-year deal. Connor McDermott, um, he's a solid, solid lineman, and Jets are going to use him. Developing Zach Wilson, he's can't get hit as much as he got hit this year. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, the um, speaking of offensive tackles and linemen, the Ravens, um, Alejandro Villanova has decided to retire after a one-year career with the Ravens. Yeah, um, he uh, Alejandro Villanueva, um, he was, his whole career was in Pittsburgh, and he did really well playing with Ben Roethlisberger, protecting Ben Roethlisberger, and he just signed this one-year deal. And um, he's getting older, so this was we could see it coming. So um, yeah, the Ravens need to find a new alignment now. But they also cut cornerback Tavon Young, and uh, they tendered QB Tyler Huntley. So that that that's a very good move for them to keep Tyler Huntley. Um, obviously, he's a very similar <laughs> quarterback to Lamar. Um, he's got speed, and he won some games when Lamar went down last year. Which is, I mean, you can't ask for more from a backup. Yeah, some of those games he could that he lost, he could have won easily, and yeah, he and played were, really well. There was people on Twitter saying release Lamar and keep Tyler Huntley. Oh my god, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is Lamar's a better quarterback, but Tyler Huntley he showed he can play, so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be it's good that they kept him just in case um, Lamar gets injured or something, but. Um, Tyler Huntley, if anyone wants to trade for him, they will. I don't think anyone's going to be looking at him. So, And in other news, we got the Cardinals uh, releasing jo- their linebacker, Jordan Hicks. Yeah, I think this is part of um, um, Kyler Murray is wanting more money. And they also have to figure out if they want to keep A.J. Green or Christian Kirk. I think they're going to try to keep one of them. But they got to make cap room. Jordan Hicks is the answer to that, I guess. Yeah, and they still got to pay Kyler Murray anyways because he wants the contract. So it's going to be tough for them. Um, Washington Commanders, um, they got Carson Wentz, but one of their safeties, Lana Collins, expected to be released this year. Um, and Lana Collins, he's he's an okay safety. He's a hard hitter safety. Yeah. One of the biggest hard hitters in the league. In his prime, he was. And he on the Giants, he did play really, really well. Um, but uh, he kind of his prime was too is quick. I mean, it was like a one or two year thing. And um, a lot of teams, these are the people they're gonna. A lot of cat space teams, they're gonna go grab someone easy or someone with no cat space. They're gonna grab Landon Collins on free agency. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and talking about. Um, f- signings before free agency. The Vikings, they gave Kirk Cousins a one-year, fully guaranteed $35 million extension. What do you think about that, Ian? Is he worth that much money? That's really hard. I think Kirk Cousins gets a lot of hate. That isn't warranted. I know he has some problems winning the big games. I know... He's not going to light up the scoreboard, but 
the truth of the matter is the quarterback room is worth a lot of money now. You see Patrick Mahomes making $50 million a year. So while I don't think her cousin should be making $50 million a year anywhere, I don't think $35 million is a bad deal in comparison to that because he takes care of the football, doesn't make terrible mistakes, and honestly, the Vikings are kind of always in a playoff race at least through late November. So I think that's a good deal for them. Yeah, and one of the one of the one of the interesting things that was that got that got pushed under the rug for a lot of that pushed under the rug this year. Kirk Cousins he played a hell of a year. He had a kind of MVP like season, kind of, and he threw yeah. for four thousand two hundred yards. He um, had a sixty six percent completion rating. Um, he threw for thirty three touchdowns, and the big thing is he only threw seven interceptions. He had a really safe, really good year protecting the football, and yet they still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and actually, I'm glad you brought those numbers up because that's a Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson type year. Yeah, it it is exactly literally is. a Russell Russell Wilson year, and that's, with less interceptions. Yeah, and them not making playoffs is a big reason why Mike Zimmer got fired. Yep, and I'm interested um, to see what they do next year because they still kind of have the pieces on defense a little bit yeah they also they just hired um o'connell from the rams offensive coordinator and i think that offense is going to be explosive really the offense was the issue i mean they're they've always been good they have the pieces i mean they have justin jefferson adam thielen they have dalvin cook and maddox in the backfield like they have a very good team and they have a quarterback that manages the game that can make the throws when he needs to. They have a good running back room. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins is the type of quarterback that he has had to work with with Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford and you've seen him just win. He's got two Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl ring. So I think that's a perfect perfect pickup. Yeah, that that offense is gonna be ex- hopefully gonna be explosive because they do have the pieces, like you said. I'm, Justin Jefferson, it's just so fun to watch. I've watched him all yeah, year long, and he's just so fun to watch. Um, I didn't think he would be that great. I thought at first it was because of uh, Adam Thielen taking the coverage away, but now he's the number one receiver. Adam Thielen's number two now. Yeah, and though that that duo, um. They really step on Diggs and they're totally fine because kind of he should kind of replace Stephon Diggs basically. Yep. Um, and in other wide receiver news, um, the Buffalo Bills, um, they they agreed to terms with Isaiah McKenzie on a two year contract. And they, this is good because uh, they might be getting rid of Cole Beasley. Yeah, and yeah, if they get rid of Cole Beasley, hey, Isaiah McKenzie. I know he was he's probably isn't as good as Cole Beasley, but he's decent enough to start. Yeah, the Cardinals, speaking of people that catch the ball, are signing Zach Ertz to a three-year deal. As a Jaguar fan, I'm a little upset about this because I was really hoping to see Zach Ertz and Arnold in the tight end room. I was hoping the Doug Peterson hire would bring in Zach Ertz. 
because we desperately need some receivers for Trevor Lawrence. But the Cardinals signing him, great pickup for them. Um, actually, one more piece of news we forgot with the free or uh, the uh, franchise tags is the Dolphins franchise tagging Mike Gesicki. Yeah, Mike Gesicki is another good tight end, and uh, he's just he's just been he's been solid. If you saw this year, if you saw the games he was playing this year, he would go up and catch that ball in the end zone yeah. in like double coverage too. He like he'd moss some people, and he's yeah. he could develop really really well. And then, I, I personally really like Gesicki. I think he's not a very good blocking tight end. Obviously, that's one of his knocks. But he's basically a wide receiver at the tight end position. This past year, he had 112 targets, had almost 800 yards at the tight end. That's very good. Now, granted, people like Kelsey and Kittle get that kind of numbers every year. But Gesicki... With Tua throwing him the ball, and last year was Ryan Fitzpatrick, he still had over 700 yards. I mean, you got to franchise tag someone like that. You have to. Yeah, and you, it worked out perfectly for them. I mean, um, he's a good tight end, and he's gonna Tua's gonna love him. Um, regardless, I'm interested, still interested to see if Tua's their guy. He could be, could not be. We're gonna find out this season. Um, and in other, in the new, uh, news with the Falcons, they are working on a deal reportedly with Cordero Patterson, which is huge news for me because Cordero Patterson shocked shocked the NFL a little bit um, last year. No, I don't think anyone expected him to have that much of an impact on the team. And yeah, he, so oh, go ahead, you, uh, can you, finish, you uh, can and uh, yeah, no, and he even just as. As a running back, he even went out and mossed some people. Um, I'm bringing up a Saint, the Saint first game time we beat the Saint, we beat the Saints this year. Um, he literally went on the same route. He ran the first quarter, literally won us the game for like 40 yards and just burned a corner on a simple like streak route. Yeah, he's insanely good at the game of football. That's he's. I'm trying to pull up stats because here's the thing. I had Cordero Patterson on my fantasy league and I traded for him like week three or week four because I traded DeAndre Swift for Christian McCaffrey when Christian McCaffrey got hurt and was expected to be out for the entire season and Cordero Patterson. (laughs) And the next week, Cordero Patterson got like 40 points. Yeah, uh, Cordero Patterson, he had 600 yards rushing. And he also had 500 yards, almost 600 yards receiving. That's 1,200 total yards for a running back. And that's a really good season. But also, the way he was used as a wide receiver this year, when you don't have Julio Jones or Count Ridley, he was just... I just remember the game against Washington. Um, He just went on a simple straight route and just mossed a a corner and got a touchdown. Yeah, that's one I was. That, that was one of the games I was just looking at because he carried me this past year um, in fantasy. I traded for Chris McCaffrey. That was a terrible decision, but the DeAndre Swift for Cordero Patterson was actually a very good deal. Um, Cordero Patterson scored more than ten points a game every season, and then that one Washington game, he scored me thirty points. So, like I said, I, I was very pleased with that. And honestly, I hope. Falcons keep him because they know how to use him properly. He has not been used properly his entire career because he would be going, he would be a, 
I don't think people realize how great of a player he would have been if he would have had a good coaching staff for the last three years. Yeah, and Arthur Smith just opened up. That's, that goes to show you how good Arthur Smith is as using his weapons. And um, um, talking about Washington. Jaguars. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go to the Washington? Oh, oh because of Brandon uh, Scherf, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Um, the Jaguars have a strong interest in him, and I we personally need the offensive line help. Um, number one, there's two things that need to happen this offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You need to protect Trevor, and you need to get receivers that can catch the ball for Trevor because Trevor – and the game against the Colts showed you exactly how he can play. But we have had super inconsistent wide receivers this past year with DJ Chark going down, Marvin Jones having butterfingers, LaVisca Chenault having bricks for hands. You had wide receivers running into each other, and the coaching staff is 100% to blame for that because LaVisca Chenault looked really good his rookie year, and Marvin Jones in the last game of the season looked very good once they fired Urban Meyer, we just released our wide receiver coach. Super happy about that. We got Doug Peterson now that knows how to design an offense. I'm super excited for this upcoming year. I would love to see a big offensive lineman picked up for this past this upcoming year. Yeah, and if they do do that, I mean, it just bolsters their outline. And honestly, if they get Evan Neal first pick overall and also get Brandon Scherf, Oh, that O line's gonna be crazy good. And Cam Robinson was a very good left tackle for us. He only had one sack. I know a lot of people are upset with the franchise tag on him, but honestly, he is not the issue. He was not the issue at all on our offensive line. Our right side, the right guard, and the right tackle was the issue, and you can correct that with Evan Neal and Scherf. Yeah, that the Jaguars team. If they do get him, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a lot of time, and he still needs receivers, so I, uh, I'm i pretty sure they're going to go after some receivers in free agency. And um, in other news, the Cowboys are releasing Greg Zerline, and they also waived tight end Blake Jarvin. A little surprised about that, but not... I mean, I'm surprised with Blake Jarwin getting released because he played decently this year. Now, granted, he wasn't as good as... Um, Schultz? Yeah, yeah, Don Schultz. Yeah, he wasn't as good as Schultz, obviously, but he he was a, a very good tight end, too. And when you release Amari Cooper, you're taking a weapon away. I would have expected them <laughs> to keep the rest of their pieces on offense, but who knows what they're going to do with that that tight end spot now. Maybe they draft one. Hey, they have, they, have, they have room, they have receivers anyways, so it's not the end of the world for them because they still have that offense. And in other big news, the Raiders just signed one of the, the best pass rusher in Max Crosby to a four-year, $98 million contract extension. Yeah, Max Crosby had a hell of a year this year. I don't disagree with paying him. Um, he's a, the biggest part of their defense right now. And he had a heck of a game in the playoffs. Max Crosby had the most pressures in the league this year um, at the end of the regular season. And you could see why. Um, some of these Raider games I was watching, he would consistently beat double teams. He'd consistently just beat on the linemen he was going against and always got pressure. Yep, always. And he's doing it with not very much help. 
Yeah, yeah, and the only other notable one would be um, a Carl Nassib. He's been pretty, yeah, he's pretty been decent. solid. And then um, I forgot his name, but on the they also have uh, someone they picked up or drafted, but they still have that. The, their patch was really good this year, and one of the main reasons was Max Crosby, and one of the reasons why they made it to the playoffs. Correct, and. Going back to my Falcons, um, the Falcons restructured the contract of quarterback Matt Ryan again for a second year, and they created twelve million dollars worth of cap room ahead of the new league year. And that's huge. Yeah, it's really huge because with Calvin Ridley um, saving us eleven million dollars because he likes gambling, um, <laughs> Matt Ryan saved us twelve as well for restructuring the contract, and so we have a lot more room, a, li- a decent amount of room to work with. Uh, the Bears are releasing starting nose tackle Eddie Goldman. Yeah. Um, not huge news, but this is... Uh, obviously, the Bears are creating some roster space to sign some players this offseason. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Goldman, uh, he's a pretty... He's decent. Uh, he's a decent uh, tackle, uh, defensive tackle, and he, he was used really... He was used decent um, in his time with the Bears. Also, um, Lamarcus Joyner um, is resigning a one-year deal with the Jets. Uh, another uh, prove-it deal, even though Lamarcus Joyner did kind of play decent for that Jets team, but um, the Jets defense is getting better and better, especially with the Quinn brother, the Quinn and William, and his brother. Yeah, they. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner is a good safety. That's going to help them, especially because I feel like their safety room hasn't been as great as it was when they had Jamal Adams, so this is a good pickup for them. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I really hope to see Zach Wilson develop a little more in his second year. Um, and throughout the back half of the season, um, he got kind of settled a little bit. Um, didn't have that as bad as uh, that bad of games as he did have before. The only thing was that they kind of switched him out at times, um, even when he wasn't injured, and that that I, I get it kind of messes with a quarterback psyche a little bit, and I, yeah. I don't think I agree with doing that. I don't, I don't agree with doing that at all. I actually a very good representation of that happening um, was rookie year for Gardner Minshew. They had Nick Foles. Obviously, they paid him the twenty two million dollars. He gets hurt game one. Gardner Minshew comes in. Nick Foles gets healed up like week eight, week nine. They take Gardner Minshew out, put Nick Foles in. The team sucks. They let Nick Foles play for two games, and they put Gardner Minshew back in, and Gardner Minshew sucks. And I think if they would have just let Gardner Minshew finish out the season, it would have uh, he would have looked a little bit better. Yeah, and just by do- doing that, I I feel like I still feel like they should have let Nick Flo- Nick Foles finish out that season because he was coming yeah, back they, from an injury. I I really yeah one or the other one or the other yeah you I, you either Nick Foles the guy finish him out or Nick Foles comes back, put Gardner Minshew in anyway, and let him ride. Honestly, they they kind of messed up there because if they could have they could have had Nick Foles for another year, I think he might have actually played well enough. Yeah, I mean, but year. we got Trevor now, so I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah. We only won one game last the year before, and that's because we had basically a QB competition between Gardner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and Jake Lutton. 
Yeah, you get yeah. Jaguars haven't had a quarterback in a while. Um, I mean that one one year with Blake Bortles playing out of his mind. And um, and I, yeah, also talking about the Bears again, they just released running back Terry Cohen. We haven't heard that name in a while. And Terry Cohen, um, a couple of years ago, he was t- heavily talked about as being such a shifty small running back. Yeah, I I actually really like. Um... I actually really like Cohen. He's always been like a speedster to me. Like he's always really fast. He's small and agile. Um, so I was a little surprised at that. But um, like I said, I think the Bears have some big plans this off season. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars, um, excuse me, they also released um, running back Carlos Hyde. I'm pretty sure this is just to uh, make room for Travis Etienne and whoever they want to get. In a running back yeah, run. and this this is huge for Jacksonville Jaguars morale because he came in under Urban Meyer and he was getting way too many snaps when you have James Robinson on your team. Way too many snaps, way too many third down plays Carlos Hyde was in. So the fact that we're releasing him is like super awesome. Yeah, and talking about uh, the Raiders signing Max Crasby, one of the linebackers who's played well for them, and Corey Littleton, they released him. They just paid Max Crosby, so um, I'm pretty sure they're going to easily be able to find another middle linebacker. But they also just drafted a middle linebacker, too, and he's played really well. Um, I, I've, I, I forgot his name, but he has a really, really, really cool name. I, I just forgot what it was. And he's played well in his rookie year. Okay, one second. I have to pee. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Corey Littleton, um, he he's played well, and uh, he's kind of developed a little bit, I'd say. Um, but releasing him, a lot of teams are going to go for him as well. And I did want to go back to that... Um, to the Falcons restructuring Matt Ryan because this is the second year they've done that and uh and we really the Falcons really need defensive help with with what we have we don't really have too many pieces um AJ Terrell amazing corner you guys saw it this year um but one pieces but we also have a good linebacking corner Deion Jones who hasn't had a who didn't have a good season who didn't have the best season this year but he still played decent and also breakout Foyese Alokun, big linebacking core, and then we have Grady Jarrett as well, who can also play. So you got some pieces there. If we can just find a pass rush and find good defensive help with safeties as well, I don't think Eric Harris um, was a great safety. I think it was decent enough to get the job done, but I think we definitely need to find a safety. If we could have signed, if we could sign Tyron Matthew, that would have been huge. That would be huge. Um, I think the Falcons just really need someone to have pass rushed in this year's draft. All right, I'm back. I'm sorry for that. You're good. I uh, and uh, and other uh, news: the Cowboys are getting rid of an offensive tackle. They're trying to. They're having active trade conversations around starting tackle Lyle Collins, another name that the Jaguars could potentially trade for. Yeah, I'd be interested in, like I said, any of these guys. Like I just got done saying, the uh, the Jaguars need to make sure they protect Trevor. We watched Joe Burrow make the Super Bowl, uh, lose it 
because he didn't have an offensive line. Now, granted, I don't disagree with the Bengals going after Jamar Chase in the draft. Obviously, it worked. <laughs> but for Trevor's sake, I don't want to see what happened to Joe <laughs> Burrow in year one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Chargers, um, they uh, reports been saying that they're open to bring back Melvin Gordon, but they have Austin Eckler. So if it, I, I don't think this is too big of a too big of news or anything. Like they're not probably they're probably not gonna sign him. But if they did, he'd probably be a running back two, running back three sort of situation. Yeah, he's um, I think he's gonna be too expensive not in the sense like i don't think he's going to be expensive compared to like top running backs but the fact that they are already paying off snackler like to add melvin gordon to the mix like it's going to be too expensive of, of a running back room yeah we talked a lot about quarterbacks um in this podcast they got traded they got re-signed aaron Rodgers, but now a uh, quarterback that hasn't played in seven years colin kaepernick um, and there's more reports going around. He's working out, constantly working out, and even as someone said, quote, he's said to be in the best shape of his life, but take that with a grain of salt because he hasn't played in seven years. I honestly would love Colin Kaepernick for able to get a job, especially teams that don't have a quarterback. You got to take that chance. I mean, you're t- are you really just going to say, okay, I'm fine with losing the whole season? I think we talked about this last podcast. Yeah, this is a tricky one because it all depends on he's got to be willing to accept a backup role, in my opinion. I agree. There's some NFL teams that don't have a quarterback, but he would have to be a there would have to be a QB battle, and he does have a chance at losing the QB battle. So it can't be something where he's I have to be the guy, and if that's what's happening you know, then teams aren't going to give him a shot. But I do agree that he's probably good enough that there's some teams out there where you're like, wow, this guy could start. Like the Saints, for instance. I'm assuming the Saints could use Colin Kaepernick when their other option is Taysom Hill, who, granted, Taysom Hill could possibly be a slightly better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick, but Taysom Hill is so much more useful as a tight end. Yeah, and I I think they're just gonna they might actually just keep James Winston as well. Um, he's that back too, too so. Um, but I I just that's, I just don't think James Winston is a franchise guy. I don't think he's ever been yeah. a franchise guy. Not even for the Bucks. Um, and and more O line news. If you guys offensive, you guys love offensive lineman lineman, and your team needs an offensive lineman, this is the free agency for you because the Titans are releasing Pro Bowl guard. Roger Saffold, and they're also releasing offensive tackle Kendall Lamb. Yeah, this is huge. They just got done paying their linebacker um, big money, so I'm assuming they have to release some offensive linemen to uh, make room in the cap. Obviously, Derrick Henry coming back. Maybe they're going to be even more run-heavy. Maybe they're going to take some of the load off and try to get some pass protectors because these guys are really good run blockers. Decent pass protectors, but... Obviously, you know that offense is kind of built around Derrick Henry, so maybe they're going to put the ball in Tannehill's hand a little bit more. Who knows? Yeah. I I, I wouldn't trust putting the ball in Tannehill's hands because of that playoff game. It's kind of shown pressure situation. He threw three picks, and the, the 
he forced in double coverage and you had a chance to win the game. Um, also, he had a lot of pressure because uh, what Mike Vrabel did with the time with the time management at the end of the game, it was kind of weird. They let the clock go to 24 seconds and they were like still running the ball mm-hmm. before that. And they weren't even at the 50. It was kind of weird. That's just a really weird situation. And uh, going to the commanders, um, they resigned Troy Ackby to a one-year deal. Yeah, that's gonna that's good for them. I mean, he's a solid player on their defensive side of the ball. So um, the commanders are gonna need a good defense with Carson Wentz being their guy. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be scoring a lot of points. I think it's gonna be a game managing kind of situation for Carson. So um, they're gonna have to make sure their defense is up for the challenge to keep a team under twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about our favorite team's notable free agents in just a second. We have one last bit of information for you guys. Um, the Lions agreed to terms with interior lineman Evan Brown on a one-year deal. Not not too big of news, just uh, something that has to be done. All linemen are important. Um, and now, Ian, um, if you'd like Jaguars free agents. Okay, so I'm going to name them, and then I'll go through and kind of explain which ones I want, which ones I don't want. So the notable free agents, which Carlos Hyde has already been released, you have DJ Chark, Laquan Treadwell, Jacob Hollister, Am Robinson, who has been franchise tagged, Andrew Norwell, Adam Gotsis, Jahide Ward, Damian Wilson, Trey Herndon, and Nevin Lawson. We're going to go through one by one. Uh, DJ Chark, 100% want him back on my team. I don't necessarily need him on a five-year deal, but I do want him for at least one or two years, and I want them to pick up another wide receiver as well um, to match DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, and another guy. I'd be cool with like a two-year, $25 million, $30 million. That'd put him out of roughly between 10 and $15 million a year. I'd be perfectly fine paying him that um Laquan Treadwell's number two on my list. Yes, I want him back. Him and Trevor Lawrence had a connection there at the end. He was a solid guy. I'm not saying I need this guy in my starting lineup, but he deserves a shot at training camp and to earn a spot on the 53-man roster next year. Jacob Hollister, he can get off my team. It's fine if he walks. He's nothing special. Um, James O'Shaughnessy is another one. He can walk. Nothing special. But if any of these guys would like to be in a podcast, definitely we don't mean to distract you <laughs> yeah. at all. Yes. Yeah, so my big thing, Dan Arnold has always been seen as like a journeyman tight end. But I think he's I think he's a top twenty tight end in the league. And I'm not like I get I'll get roasted for saying that, but he showed with a good quarterback, he can be good in this league. And that's the only reason I'm okay with Jacob Hollister walking. He's kind of on the downside of his career. Like, he's been in the league for a little bit. Um, I would like to see another tight end get signed for this team. Um, maybe um, the tight end from the Bengals, um, CJ, or, I mean, possibly Gronk. I don't see that happening, though. Um so yeah, I want one big tight end in the off season, but we're I'm cool with releasing Jacob Hollister at the moment. Cam Robinson got franchise tagged. Like I already said, the O line something we need to stick. 
It wasn't bad last year. The right side of the line was terrible, but the left side was good. Um, that brings me to Andrew Norwell, another guy, left guard. He was good. He was solid. The problem with him is he's only good for about 10 games and then he gets hurt. So, I mean, I can understand if we release him, but I personally would like to see him. Adam Gotsis, he's a defensive lineman, would like to see him back. He played very well last year, considering um, Jahide Ward, same thing. He played very good last year, considering all the hiccups we had, like, everywhere else on the field. At least for depth, you know, if we end up drafting at these positions, you know, I'd be okay with them walking, maybe, but I like them for depth at least, or to teach the new guys and the draft. Um, Trey Herndon, I would be okay with keeping because he's a solid corner. Um, granted, I'm not a huge fan that he's like number two, like corner number two at the moment. But Tyson Campbell's really taking charge. I think him and Shaquille Griffin are going to be two very good corners in the league. Um, and then Nevin Lawson, he's another one we picked up late in the season. Um, I'd be, you know, he's kind of hit or miss. I, if he stays, he stays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, it's not going to hurt my feelings really. Yeah. And, uh, going to the Falcons free agents, um, um, it's not, this is not in any specific order. I'm going to list the names and tell you who I want to keep, who I don't want to keep. And, uh, the first one is quarterback, AJ McCarron and running back Cordero Patterson, wide receiver, Russell Gage. Wide receiver Tajay Sharp, tight end Hayden Hurst, defensive end Steven Means, D tackle Jonathan Bullard, linebacker Brandon Copeland, linebacker Foyese Alokan, cornerback Fabian Moreau, safety Deron Harmon, safety Eric Harris, long snapper Josh Harris, kicker Youngho Koo, punter Thomas Morstead. So the Falcons have a lot of free agents that are coming up. And some of those names are notable and that definitely we have to resign. Um, AJ McCarron, first of all, he's going to be, he's just a backup quarterback. So um, I'd see him if we sign him to like a one-year deal. I mean, even like for a million dollars, not even a million. Um, I'd see that, but it's okay. I'm fine with him walking. Um, Running back Cordero Patterson is a big one. Cordero Patterson got re-energized with Arthur Smith as his with Arthur Smith, and he just used him so perfectly in this offense this year that it's a must that we re-sign Cordero Patterson. He's such a big part of this offense, and he's been able to run the ball and been able to catch the ball as well. Um, Wide receiver Russell Gage, I honestly think that he should be re-signed because he's been developing as that wide receiver one with Calvin really gone, and I really believe that he can be wide receiver one on our team if we don't have anybody else. I would like to see the Falcons sign someone for agency, but I'd also like to see Russell Gage sign back because he's made some amazing catches. He's played very well considering what he's had, considering there's no receivers around him. Also, wide receiver Tajay Sharp. Um, he had a, he, he was kind of, he was kind of just like there as like a wide receiver three, four before Count really went away. Um, and he's, he played, he played decent this year. Um, he's made some big third down conversions for Matt Ryan and has been a little checked down for him. Um, I'm okay with seeing him walk though because I feel like if we could re- sign somebody in free agency. Tight end Hayden Hurst, I would like personally like to see him return um, because that pair 
between Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst isn't a bad tight end at all. He's a really good tight end and can play as a tight end one. So I'd really like to see them uh, re-sign Hayden Hurst because we all we need all the help we can get if we can't re-sign anybody because cap space isn't is a big issue for the Falcons. Um, defensive end Stephen Means. Um, I'm okay with letting him walk. He's played well, but we still need someone for pass rush, and um, I don't think he's the guy. Um, if he maybe for depth they'd re-sign him, but I, I that's about it. That all I see. Uh, D tackle John Bullard. Same thing. Um, I I don't I, I don't mind him leaving. Um, uh, the only thing's depth. If they need depth, then we're gonna have to re-sign Bullard. Linebacker Brandon Copeland. Yeah, he can he can go. Um, uh, given the time he's been playing, I don't think he played too many snaps, but when he did, um, he was okay. Um, I'm okay with a lemon walk. A big one linebacker Foyasad Alokun. He led the team in tackles. He was the true number middle linebacker one. Um, I'd like to see him re-sign him because Deion Jones still has his contract going. So uh, to bring Foyasad Alokun and Deion Jones back. That's a really good linebacker core if Deion Jones can play like he was before this year and last year. Um, then that's a really good linebacking room. Our cornerback, Fabian Moreau, we signed him um, in, we signed him last year before the season started. Um, he's an okay corner. Um, he's been burnt a few times, but um, sometimes he's played well in some certain games. So I'm okay with letting him walk. And again... Seeing him as depth, I'd see why we'd resign him. Uh, safety, Deron Harmon. I'm not too sure what to think of him um, because uh, he's played decent, but at times he's played bad. And um, I think he's. I think we resign him. I think I would be okay with resigning him because I think he could play well enough. Um, and a crazy stat that uh, that gets over the head. I know our defense isn't the greatest. But this year, the Falcons have never allowed a 50-plus yard touchdown. And considering how bad that defense is, that's that's just an insane stat. Um, safety Eric Harris, uh, he got injured towards the end of the year. And uh, he played well at, at that role, so I would personally like to see him back. I understand why we wouldn't, though. And... Uh, going to long snapper, Josh Harris. Um, um, I'm fine with letting him walk. He's a long snapper. We can find those easily. Um, but probably going to, if we assign him, I'll be like, okay. Um, big one, another big one. My boy, Young Hoku. He definitely needs to be resigned. He's one of the best kickers in the league already. And mm-hmm. uh, the Chargers let, let a good one walk away. And now the Falcons have him, and we need to resign him. That's, that's one of the big ones we need to resign. And then last but not least, punter Thomas Morstead. I see us just uh, re-signing him for a one- or two-year deal just if we need a punter, but I'm okay with letting him walk too. Um, but in the punts he did play when we signed him, he actually did, his punts were really good. And um, for the offense, that's not a good thing. We obviously don't need to put Thomas Morstead out there, so I'm okay with letting him walk. Well, that's, like I said, very fair. Um, like I said, some of these guys are like, if they sign, they sign. If they don't, they don't. But yeah, um, I definitely agree <laughs> with Young Hoku, Russell Gage, and Cordell Patterson. Those, like, 
as a someone watching from you know watches a couple games a year from them uh and hayden hurst those are like really good ones that i'm like you need to resign those especially with calvin ridley yeah that situation just went up worse for us um but um i think that's where we're gonna leave it guys thank you guys so much for watching our podcast um if you guys enjoyed leave a like um if if you like hit that subscribe button we do podcasts every week we've been going strong i think i think we've officially done this for a month now so um yeah yeah yeah. and we're about to get that point but thank you guys so much for watching make sure to go to the link tree down in the description below um and hit that link we have merch really cheap merch if you just want a sticker um it's really cheap it's only like five bucks and it's a bit pretty big sticker for what the price and it's very worth it and it'll help us out a little bit trying to get equipment and stuff like that so we can make this an even better experience for you guys with better lighting better camera and stuff like that um yeah and if you guys want a specific topic talked about on the podcast please leave comments down below dm us on twitter tag us on twitter um we we're very active on our socials um there's two of us on the accounts obviously so you know he goes to bed kind of late and i wake up kind of early so it like kind of works out really perfectly that we're kind of always on um but yeah leave comments down below on whatever you want to talk about um if you have questions about the nfl because we also want to kind of focus on um helping new viewers learn about the nfl because you know the nfl is like it's our favorite thing but like really the nfl is so fun to watch like especially when you start diving deep into some of these topics and stuff um and it just your football knowledge goes from like this to like this once you start like looking all this stuff up yeah 10 years ago i wouldn't have known any of this stuff but now i'm i love it and can talk in depth with it and uh yeah um but yeah definitely guys if you can keep up to date on breaking news and stuff like that if you want to know the minute of something happens definitely check out our tiktok we post a bunch on there i think we already have like i think we already have like 30 to 40 videos and we just started the tiktok like a few weeks ago so definitely check it out and uh thank you guys for watching um ian any last words why are you trying to kill me maybe <laughs> but that's not the um... point <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. No. Yeah, okay. thank you guys for watching. Um, like I said earlier, if you're watching on Spotify, you know, bookmark it so you can watch all the episodes. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe so you can watch all the uh, videos when they come out. We're going to try to get better about YouTube shorts, but um, we're kind of trying to keep everything spread out as much as we can because we really like growth on tiktok we really like the amount of views we're getting on youtube on our podcast um we're getting a lot of views on tiktok as well i think our pi podcast hashtag has like forty three thousand when when i just posted so we've gotten like 43 or forty four thousand views already on tiktok in just a short month um and i don't even think it's been a full month i think no i, think, I don't think uh, so i think we started at end of february TikTok. like 21st or something like that yeah, I think it was like 21st. I'm, I think it was the 21st. So the fact that we're already at 40,000 views in three weeks is that's, pretty big. That's huge. Thank you guys for the support. And um, definitely check. make sure you guys check out the Spotify uh, link in the description. 
Um, yeah, if you guys are in the car and don't have YouTube Premium and can't um, listen to um, listen to YouTube on the road, definitely that's that's what the Spotify is for. We're also on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. So definitely, if you're in your car, you need something to listen to, and you love podcasts, definitely check us out. PI Podcast on all those platforms. Um, oh, and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yes, definitely tell your friends if they if they anybody who even if you're new to football, um, definitely ask us questions. We'd be more than happy to answer those questions for you. But yeah. thank you guys so much for watching the podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.